If you're innovating, creating, or making a difference, this show is for you. Welcome to Over Coffee. I'm Dot Cannon. Here on Over Coffee, we talk with artists and innovators about the process of changing the world in terms of what they do. Bon, en fait, nous, on travaille toujours avec des médecins. À la base, c'est les médecins ou des infirmiers ou enfin, des gens. Doctors, nurses would ask him. They need this. They have a need for this situation or yeah, a need to give a patient and he will create it. He's like, okay, he works in a protocol with them, creates it and puts it together and gives it to them. So anything is possible. For Thierry Gricourt, virtual reality is all about helping others. Thierry is the president of Bord de Piage-based SAS Social Dream, and he creates 360 videos with the mission of providing immersive experiences in the service of well-being, as his website says. Social Dream allows senior citizens, hospitalized patients, and those disabled or isolated to change their universe through customized immersive experiences geared towards improving mental health. And that is only one aspect of Thierry's work. His social dream videos can also be used by the general public with the idea of relieving stress, and he's created hardware that is considerably more user-friendly than a number of the headsets currently on the market. And since I don't really speak French very well, Thierry was kind enough to provide a translator, Ariane Tourneur, whom you're going to hear interpreting our conversation. The following podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Please contact a mental health professional with any questions. Thierry, I understand that you are an industrial designer and a draftsman. Wow. But how did virtual reality first come on your radar as a medium in which you really wanted to work? Ok, donc en fait, elle demande en gros comment est-ce que la réalité virtuelle, parce qu'elle sait que tu es un ingénieur, ingénieur au départ, mm. comment est-ce que la réalité virtuelle est venue dans ton monde et comment est-ce que tu en es venu à ça Donc c'est par rapport à ce que ouais. tu disais, aux trois modélisation 3D et tout ça bah, En fait, je faisais déjà la 3D, donc je faisais la modélisation 3D, du scan 3D, de la photogrammétrie et des, et des études en 3D mécaniques, enfin, bureau d'études. Mm -hmm. Et je suis arrivé vers la réalité virtuelle pour présenter des projets en réalité virtuelle. Okay. Yeah. So he was working also on 3D modelization, and that's where he started to modelize and create like 3D worlds, and also about like visiting what could you make that are visiting several places through 3D modelization, and he realized that elderly people doing several presentation in where we are in France in. Drôme, that those people were really interested about that because they couldn't really, you know, move or go around to be able to visit those places. So that's how 3D modelization became something that got him interested in virtual reality to be able to bring to people the possibility of seeing things that they can't see in real life because of several you know, situations, elderly, or because you can't, you know, walk or things like that. So that's how he, he came into virtual reality. What do you remember best from those early days of creating Social Dream? What was one experience that really stands out in your mind? Quelle est la, vraiment l'expérience quand tu as créé Social Dream qui a été la, la première, vraiment le premier déclic qui t'a lancé là-dedans? Bon, C'est les seniors euh, sur, le, sur cette fois. Oui. C'est les seniors quand ils ont essayé le, le casque okay. qui se sont projetés à aller visiter les endroits okay. qui étaient plus accessibles pour So there was there's this huge fair in uh, where we live in Bourg de Péage in Drôme and He was, he created some images and a visit of several places around the neighborhood. And 
those seniors, elderly people were there and they were amazed by it because they suddenly could go maybe back to something that they knew, but they can't visit anymore because of their situation. And that's how he, you know, got the idea of being able to give those people the opportunity to discover or see again places that they can't see anymore because of physical, mental or, you know, uh, situation. So that's really this day when he saw all those seniors and elderly people that were really amazed and so interested, enthusiastic about this and being able of seeing those things that either they never saw before or they just, you know, brought back memories to them. It's utterly mind-blowing when you first see virtual reality. Ariane, I'd love to bring you into this. People are hearing your voice here. You are an award-winning filmmaker, have a total passion for filmmaking. I believe you have worked in both Paris and Los Angeles. How'd you come on board with Social Dream? Alors, quickly, I met Thierry through some friends of ours, and he was selected for CES, and we started talking, and the connection was right away working, and he asked me if I was you know, interested in going with him to see, yes. And the interesting thing is that he creates his own content by filming. I'm a filmmaker. We have the same language. We understand each other. I lived in LA for 15 years, worked over there, speaks English. So, you know, it worked. And more than anything, I truly believe in social dream and dream sense. I truly believe in it. I have in my own family, people that have Alzheimer or, you know, have difficulties and it's a way of traveling and adventure, even if you're sitting down. So that's pretty much the thing. It's a connection that worked perfectly. Thierry, you have co-authored a paper about positive emotions and virtual reality and how it evokes positive emotions. What are some of the experiences that evoke more so than others? What are some of the experiences that are going to really get the endorphins going in the brain? Le document que tu as créé, enfin pardon, la thèse euh, par rapport à la réalité virtuelle et aussi euh, l'aspect euh, et, et l'effet le, le, que ça a sur les gens et sur le mental health. Qu'est-ce qui était vraiment la première chose, la première déclic quand tu sentis que ce que tu faisais euh, aidait ces gens qui avaient des problèmes mentaux ou des choses comme ça En fait, la première, enfin, c'est vraiment les émotions que ça, ça procure et du coup la joie, enfin. Euh, le sentiment de présence fait que bah, du coup les gens sont ailleurs et du coup euh, déconnectent du quotidien et euh, bah, voilà, vivent des, des choses euh, plutôt, plutôt positives, de la joie, enfin, de, etc. Par avec les patients mmh. d'Alzheimer, par exemple Alors, On peut donner cet exemple-là Simplement les, les personnes âgées voilà, qui sont en EHPAD, etc. Et après, les personnes d'Alzheimer, c'est stimuler la mémoire en partir des images. D'accord. Mais déjà, la première chose, la thèse, c'est ça, c'est de prouver les émotions, euh, qu'on enfin, qu offre plus d'émotions positives avec la réalité virtuelle qu'avec n'importe quel autre support. OK. Et ça, c'est dû à, justement, qu'on est enfermé sur le casque, qu'on est déconnecté. Une immersion totale. Ouais, c'est ça. OK. So, he realized, you know, after using virtual reality with elderly people, or not even elderly, but people that had probably, you know, difficulties with real life and, and mental health and things like that, that he would putting them into a situation where it was really creating positive emotions. So when you have an old person that, you know, is having some problems and suddenly using the content that he creates with Social Dream and putting them for couple of minutes into, I don't know, traveling to Tahiti or, or seeing again something that I haven't seen was really creating positive emotions. And it's medically proved that it really helped them cope with 
stress, anything that you know we can go through life during the day, everyday life. And that's why he realized it, because he could really see that he could offer those people to be able to escape for a couple of minutes, escape and be really into positive and joy and happiness through all this different content that he created. What about green sense? What does this give to healthy adults? Alors, there is two things. First of all, if I may, social dream is the content that Thierry created. And he's been creating next to it dream sense. Dream sense is literally the hardware, meaning he realized that, for example, working with people that have Alzheimer, putting the VR set was not very practical. Uh, I don't know if you ever tried Oculus, for example. It's really on your face. If you wear glasses, it's not that easy to wear. It can be even not very secure. So social dream is the content. Dream sense is the hardware. And oh, I get you. Okay. Voila. So that's the reason why he started creating Dream Sense because it's literally a virtual reality headset that doesn't touch your face. It's like a bubble that you will project images into it. There's also captures that you can capture on real time your emotions. And that's how he realized that there is social dream that has the content, but next there's Dream Sense. And Dream Sense is literally the hardware. Thank you. Parce qu'on travaille sur trois axes, on travaille sur l'axe, on fait du service vu qu'on fait nos propres contenus, l'axe scientifique et le produit. Voilà. Du coup, on veut maîtriser l'ensemble de la réalité virtuelle euh, avec le côté évaluation et euh, études scientifiques à côté. Voilà. So, what he said is that there's three axes. The first of, a, of all is the content, which he creates through 360 cameras. There is people for him that are going around the world, filming everywhere with the camera, so he can create his own content. The next one is scientific, because we always capture data and we can analyze data and know exactly what is good for the person, Alzheimer, autism, whatever. And the third one is, tu m'as dit, the product itself, which is the hardware, and this is DreamSense. When will this be available in the United States? Alors. Hopefully, the end of 2024, beginning of 2025. We're going to the next CES with the prototype. People will be able to see, because there's going to be a sort of a box where you're going to be able to put your head in it, see what he creates in terms of content, and also have the data captured on real time so you can see the emotions, what people are going through, watching at the content, and the prototype is on process. So hopefully 2024, 2025. On aura un casque physique. We'll have the physical hardware, which is the DreamSense headset. But, you know, CES is a lot of person and we can't have everybody use it. So we'll create different booths so can people can go through the experience and understand what we are proposing. Suppose right now in our imagination, I put the headset on. As a healthy adult, what am I going to experience and what will it tell me about my emotions? Alors, if you put the headset on and you decide that you need to relax, for example, and I always give the example of, you know, Tahiti, but um, whatever, wherever you want to go, you will have images projected on this bubble screen. At the same time, we'll be able, as I said, to capture those data that will know what you like and what you don't like. So we can adapt. The whole idea is to be able to adapt the content. Every single person has different, you know, needs. And that's what we'll do. You'll also, there is a, an idea of also having the smell at the same time. So it's really a, a full environment that you'll be in and will adapt all the content depending on the person. 
And there's one thing I wanted to say is that Thierry is also working for people that kids, for example, that have autism to be able to create some tutorials to help them learn. If, for example, they're trying to have a, a more of a personal life and they need to understand how it works to take the bus or do things like that, that's what he does too. It's not only images, it's also tutorials, sports, so you can practice and things like that. It's also for the general public. I think anybody who's in the education field would be really interested in this for the general public application, because it seems that it's not getting less stressful to be in the educational profession. Tell me about these tutorials, please, for autism. For example, we have a child on, let's say, the high end of the autism spectrum. What might this do for them? On parle de l'autisme et de ce qu'on peut apporter à l'autisme. Donc, j'ai donné l'exemple de traverser la rue ou même d'apprendre des choses. Qu'est-ce qu'on peut lui donner comme exemple, par exemple L'exemple qu'on a fait pour Inès, par exemple, où on a développé une application interactive pour apprendre le corps humain. Ah, exact. Et du coup, il pouvait savoir où était le cœur, à quoi ça servait. Et euh, après, sous forme de quiz, on, on les faisait travailler. Euh, j'ai compris. Enfin, Donc, c'est un tutoriel En fait, c'est ouais, c'est comme si on apprenait une leçon. Okay. Et puis après, on allait jusqu'au parcours de soins où on allait jusqu'à l'hôpital euh, leur faire visiter, exact. Euh, leur faire exact. visiter les lieux, le scanner et des choses comme ça pour pas avoir peur. Ouais, c'est ça. Okay. So, for example, which is the thesis is about that for kids that have autism, he created a sort of lesson where you would be immersed in a sort of a game and you will discover the human body. So the heart, the intestines and all this, and it's a game. So you can learn and understand which part of your body, where is your knee or things like that. And then what he did is also he did a tour. So those kids would be able to actually understand if they had to go for an exam in a hospital, a scanner or anything, there's this whole tour so they can understand and be less afraid the day they would have to go through this. So it's a tutorial, it's a quiz, it's a game, and it's to make them make them understand through virtual reality what could happen. They're aware of it. The day they have to be in this real situation, they went through the experience, if you see what I mean. Wow. When you can get to creating content, Thierry, what's the creative process like for you as a filmmaker? Quand tu en viens à créer du contenu, quel est ton processus Qu'est-ce que euh, est-ce que c'est un lieu en particulier ou des choses comme ça ou c'est un truc qui te vient par la tête bon. Bon, En fait, nous on travaille toujours avec des médecins. À la base, c'est les médecins ou les infirmiers ou enfin des gens du corps médical ou des soignants. Enfin bref. D'accord. Voilà, et c'est eux qui qui ont un besoin. Et moi, j'arrive. Enfin, avec d'après leurs besoins, ben, j'imagine ce que je pourrais leur proposer par rapport à leurs besoins. Ok. Et après, on peut dupliquer sur d'autres clients, mais euh, Bien au sûr. départ, tout tout démarre de en général du corps médical ou Okay. Okay. So what he says is that 90% it comes from the medical world, meaning doctors, nurse would ask him, they need this. They have a need for this situation or this, you know, yeah, a need to give a patient and he will create it. So generally it's a need that doctors, hospital have, and he's going to create it for them. So there is an infinite capacity and possibility of creation. As he said, they have certain patients that would have a certain need. He's like, okay, he works in a protocol with them, creates it, and puts it together and gives it to them. So anything is possible. Example, aujourd'hui, je suis consulté pour apporter des choses sur la douleur. 
Donc, je vais à l'hôpital, ils m'ont demandé ce que j'avais à vendre. J'aurais dit, j'ai rien à vendre. En fait, c'est vous qui allez me dire ce que vous voulez. Et moi, je vais vous le mettre en scène en réalité virtuelle. On le testera, on l'évaluera, on le mettra au point et ça deviendra okay. votre outil. So, what's interesting, what he's saying is that he went to a hospital and they asked him if he had any particular, you know, content or creation about pain. And he said, I have nothing. That's the whole idea. Tell me what you want and we'll create it. So it's really a work with them. It's a total association of work between what the medical industry needs and what he can create for them. So he had no particular content about pain, but he's going to create some for them working side by side with them, with the medical industry to be able to provide them precisely with what they need. Wow. I'm back on that customizability of the virtual reality experience for the general public. If, for example, you put me in a rose garden virtually, but I'm allergic to roses, so I stress out seeing them, how will it know that and what will it do differently the next time it puts me somewhere else that's less stressful? Alors, first of all, you have to understand something is that this is a great human being next to me and he's very benevolent. So the first thing is that there is always a work in the beginning of what the person wants and what they don't want. But let's think and let's, you know, put the situation where you don't like roses and you're in a roses of garden. There is captures in the headset that will automatically tell us that you're, you know, stressful, in stress and you don't like it and you're not enjoying it. So we would change because in real time, he can change. The whole idea is that any content is customized. So for example, Dot, you say, oh, I would love to discover this garden with roses. Let's say you like roses. We would create it for you and would you know focus on this. The whole idea is that we know in real time if the person is liking it or not, and we can adapt because of those captures. And knowing that this person is not having fun on it, we would definitely change it. For the record, I love roses. That was just something <laughs> off the top of my head. <laughs> Jerry, okay. what would you consider one of the most important ways that you've grown creatively while creating your content? What are the things that you've grown you've learned more and more in creating all these content? Is there really something that you've found out of this evolution, let's say? En fait, plus on fait de prestations et plus on fait de choses et plus on voit de, enfin, il y a des petites choses qui apparaissent. Euh, moi, ma plus belle expérience en oncologie pédiatrique, par exemple, où là, on travaille sur plein de choses. On travaille sur euh, du lâcher prise, on travaille sur la rééducation, on travaille sur euh, du, euh, comment dire, la réalité virtuelle pour euh, pratiquer des soins qui sont douloureux, etc., ou qui peuvent faire peur à l'enfant. Et du coup, là, c'est vraiment un tout. Quoi. Et là, on, on, on utilise. Euh, on apporte la réalité virtuelle, mais vraiment sur plein de thématiques différentes. D'accord. Et aujourd'hui, enfin, on voit que c'est complètement adapté parce que ça fait trois ans qu'il travaille avec. Il m'a encore appelé la semaine dernière. Voilà, il travaille tous les jours avec. He's saying that I would say in terms of emotions and in terms of developing this whole project is working with kids and seeing that all the experiences that he had with kids that have cancer, whatever he can provide and whatever he can help, you know, the medicine industry with it, this is what makes him, you know, glow up and grow up in terms of getting really this sensation and emotions that it's really helping kids, unfortunately, that have cancer and have to go through a certain situation where it can be very painful, thinking, creating and going to the evolution of the content he creates to help them is definitely what, you know, 
makes things better and makes him grow up and uh, and go further into the the thinking of how he can make it better for the human being for health mental health let's be sure and give a link where people can find out more about social dream c'est le site c'est socialdream. le site de social dream c'est quoi c'est socialdream.fr okay so socialdream.fr is about a whole content and the whole aspect of working in mental health and what he's been doing for the past five years, I believe, Sarko? So it's socialdream.fr. And then you have the website for DreamSense, which is the hardware itself. And it's www.dreamsense-tech.com. Again, that's socialdream.fr for the immersive videos and dreamsense-tech.com, spelling the name D-R-E-A-M-S-E-N-S, dreamsense-tech.com for the hardware. In five years, if everything goes just as you want it to with DreamSense and with Social Dream, where is it going to be? What's going to happen for you? Si dans cinq ans, DreamSense et Social Dream est là où tu devrais, où est-ce que tu voudrais être dans cinq ans par rapport à toute cette création? Dans cinq ans, en fait, moi, je voudrais que forcément le côté médical se soit développé, qu'on ait des choses bien précises sur des maladies bien précises, qu'on apporte vraiment des choses sur la prévention, par exemple, plutôt que de soigner, mais plutôt prévenir la maladie aussi, mais aussi de la porter vers le grand public qui a besoin aussi de s'évader pour la santé, leur santé mentale, parce que pour moi, l'avenir, il va y avoir des gros problèmes de santé mentale dans la population. Donc, on va tout faire pour apporter au plus près des besoins. Donc, le grand public développer des plateformes où ils pourront se connecter et, et aussi s'évader ou euh, des bornes. J'ai compris. Il y a pas de choses. Okay. What he would love, and I'm sure it will happen. We have to be positive when we want things happen. It's to be able to make sure that also general public or you know would have the capacity and the opportunity to be able to help themselves with mental health because. You know, when there is mental issues, you're not necessarily in a hospital for that. There's a lot of people nowadays that are lonely in their house. COVID didn't help far away from that. So that everybody can use it and be able to escape, travel, learn, have fun with tools and the content that are, you know, good and useful. And again, there's one thing really important to know is that DreamSense, the hardware itself, the helmet is really, really thought and created so that it's easy to use. And if I imagine you're a mom and, and you have your kids at home, but you need to you know escape a little bit because it's transparent, the kids can come in, it's not dangerous, blah, blah, blah. There's all these aspects that are really in the fact that it's for mental health and people that are in special needs, but also for the general public. So everybody can be capable of using it. My signature question for my podcast, with which I usually conclude, is if people could only get one thing from you about innovation, creativity, and making a difference, what would you like them to take away from your work? Si les gens devaient prendre, apprendre une chose de ce que tu fais par rapport à ta créativité et tout le, le, le bienfait que tu fais pour les gens, ce serait quoi? Quel serait le mot d'ordre? Nous, en fait, la santé mentale. Oui, ah non, en fait, on, on remet l'humain dans tout ce qu'on fait. C'est-à-dire que c'est, c'est vraiment par enfin tout ce qu'on crée c'est par rapport à des besoins des vrais besoins donc on n'apporte pas quelque chose sur le marché parce que ça nous fait plaisir et qu'on va pas le vendre c'est qu'au départ ça, ça part toujours d'un besoin réel et derrière on le propose au okay. public mais ça part toujours d'un besoin d'un besoin ok I think um, bottom line it's about a, a need and the fact that Thierry can provide and give this need to people 
So, you know, there's always, we're always talking about money and making money, but I think that bottom line, it's a good human being that is here to help others with their mental health or to learn and this need that we can, you know, feed, I would say. Yeah, it's benevolent. It's always about the human being and being capable of helping others. Thierry, Ariane, thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you very much for having us. You and I have been listening to SAS Social Dream President Thierry Grecor, creator of the Social Dream virtual reality application and the DreamSense hardware. As Thierry mentioned, Social Dream should be available in the U.S. within the next two years. You'll find updates on their website, socialdream.fr. That's socialdream.fr. In addition, get a look at dreamsense-tech.com to find out more about the hardware. I'm spelling the name D-R-E-A-M-S-E-N-S. Meanwhile, special thanks to Thierry for working around my lack of French language skills and to our translator, filmmaker Ariane Tourneur, for interpreting our discussion. The preceding podcast was for informational purposes only and is not intended as medical advice. Please contact a mental health professional with any related questions. And that concludes this edition of Over Coffee. Thank you for listening. Listen to more Over Coffee podcasts at twomavericks.com. That's two, T-W-O, Mavericks, M-A-V-E-R-I-X. And click the button to subscribe. It's free. Our music is royalty-free production music from Pond5 at pond5.com. I'm Dot Cannon. Here's wishing you a cappuccino day. <laughs>